0: Well, hello, my wonderful and beautiful crewmates. My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome to another episode of The Bottle Club, an audio-only bonus episode um, just for you. And we're about to talk about some things. Now, the, the reason why I'm doing this is because I had a revelation um, kind of the other day. It was Thursday. I was in my closet because that's where I sleep. And my laptop was open, and I was watching the HBO series Sex and the City. You know, you got Carrie, you got Samantha, you got Charlotte, you got Miranda. And I don't know what happened, but, like, a few days prior, I jumped in the series, and I was like, Oh, my God, this is fucking amazing, right? Like, how can you not love these four ladies? Anyway, so... I mean, just going a little tangent for a second, season two is phenomenal. I haven't seen three, four, five, or six, but I believe that season two is probably going to be the best season of all Sex in the City. I mean, that episode where Carrie goes, hey, Mr. Big, I really want you to meet my friends. Like, I really want you to meet my friends. Like, like any woman who absolutely adores their man, they want that man that they're dating to meet their friends. And he goes, yes, at first. He goes, yes, at first, but then because he is so fucking emotionally unavailable for Carrie, goddamn Mr. Big, get it together because Carrie is a catch. He says, hey, I'm not going to make it. I am not going to make it. You could see it on her face. The demise, the sadness, the disappointment. She's around her four friends at the in the club at the table. And they go, wait, is is Mr. Big coming? And right when she's about to provide the bad news that Mr. Big is not going to fucking be there. Charlotte goes, hey, there he is. There he is. And Carrie looks up, and Mr. Big, who's been running in the rain, arrives at the club on top of the staircase, wet, looking fucking dapper, like, fuck. And she's like, he's like, I'm here, hey. And Carrie looks up, and you can see her eyes light up, her cheeks begin to glow, and the camera zooms in on that jovial, ebullient, Satisfied, excited face, and I was like, "Ah!" Like I was screaming. I was like, "Let's go!" Um, sorry if I hurt your ears for a second, but god damn it, fucking great scene, bro! Like you listen, guys. If you haven't fucking like my beautiful crewmates and my wonderful crewmates, if you haven't seen Sex in the City season two, like get on that shit, like a s a fucking p. Anyway, so. I'm watching The Sex in the City. I'm laying there, you know, on my closet with my blankets, and I don't know what happened, but I think around like season 2, episode 15, I guess I forget to plug in my laptop, and so I don't see the battery life of my laptop go- slowly going to 0. Okay? And then out of nowhere, it goes blank. Like, ugh, can't even snap like uh blank. And you know when that happens, there's that black screen and you see the reflection like coming back at you? It's like, have you ever been on Instagram stories and as you're swiping on the Instagram s- stories, suddenly you accidentally swipe too much to the left? And when you do, you get a full surprise of your face just looking back at the screen. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, this is exactly the same thing. I see the reflection of my face after everything. Hours of watching Sex in the City. And you know what I see looking back at me? Reflections show who I am. Well, fucking, there I am, and I see it. I see my swollen eyes, the luggages underneath those eyes, the acne forming on the left side of my cheek, my hair disheveled. What's worse is I could see clearly the gunk inside of my teeth. And I just went to the dentist to get a deep cleaning a few months, uh, a month ago. So granted, there was no yellow, but there was gunk. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. And then to make matters even worse, I looked down and I'm like, wait a second. Am I naked right now? Am I, am I fucking naked right now? And I'm not saying, like, am I half naked right now? And when I mean half naked, I'm not saying, like, my shirt is off. I'm saying the waist, from the waist down, I'm naked. I'm like, why, why am I like this right now? What am I doing with my life? What, what the fuck am I, and that's the question that I always ask myself. What am I doing with my life? Like, I watched a 52 minute of a 52-minute YouTube commentary last week. And after it was done, I was like, wow, that was amazing. But, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? I mean, these this question always pops up. Uh, for example, watching Sky Coens, who's a UK skateboarder, win silver medal at the Olympics. After watching that clip, I said to myself, wow, she's great. She's phenomenal. Wait a second. What am I doing with my life? You know? It's in those moments of when you're unproductive or when you... Uh, see someone excel and because you're not being productive and you see that someone excel it compounds to wow you're not doing anything so therefore you're amounting to absolutely nothing which then goes into the question what am I doing with my life but that's not the question that I kind of want to like hit on today what's really great about um doing an audio only bonus episode which is for you is that this episode is not going to go on the you know on the YouTubes or slice and dice for the TikTok or not going to Uh, be promoted on any social media platform is that this podcast this audio only bonus episode is just for you so I want to thank you and give you gratitude if you follow on Spotify uh, for subscribing on the Apple podcast if you're roaming around and stalking on the audio but I love these audio only bonus episodes because I will say that the regular scheduled episodes are arriving this Thursday, August 19th, so get ready for that. But what I absolutely love about these audio-only um, uh, bonus episodes is, unlike when I do the co-hosting situation, we have no talking points. We have no talking points today, right? Like, there's a burning yearning question, which I'm about to announce, which I wa- which I want to dissect in this podcast, but I want to let you know that... When I'm sitting down with my co-host, we have topics, we have stories, and I'm trying to you know, funnel the conversation so that way my co-host is able to talk about what she wants to talk about you know, there's a camera, there's the laptop, there's lights. So in a way, I am, you know, producing and directing the podcast show. And it can be a lot sometimes. I mean, it's always good to have someone talking because then I mean, having a conversation with someone because they bring new insight and experiences to dissect, you know, the topics. And so therefore, we both can come up with new ideas and epiphanies and uh, from 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 our own experiences that we share with each other. But when I do an audio only solo episode, there's absolutely, like, no pressure. Ouch. I just fucking burned myself from the charger that's on right now. But there's absolutely no pressure whatsoever. I just go and I talk. I, I know what I want to talk about, but I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say, and I'm excited about that. Um, it's like, you know how some people, they go to Joshua Tree. They take off all their clothes. They walk barefoot on the sands, and then they stuff a bunch of mushrooms down their throat. And then through the spirits of the gods, through those shrooms, they hallucinate, and they come out of it with a new awakening a new uh, epiphany on their own lives. Well, this is the same thing. I'm not shoving mushrooms down my throat, but instead I am talking on this microphone and through like an interlocutor, hopefully we, we come up with some sort of fucking conclusion where I'm like, oh my God, that's how I think about it. Because sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes you have the answers to your own questions inside of you. I'm like a Buddha right now, okay? Um... Where am I going with this? So the question, I don't know, the question that's like yearning, right? So when I saw the reflection on my face, I like stood up. I'm like, wait a second, what's going on? I'm in the closet, but I'm not in the closet. Don't worry, Jonathan. Why does everybody think I'm in the closet, but it's okay. It's going to be fine. And I go up to my chair and I open up my journal. And the first thing I write is this. Why am I addicted to rock bottom? Yes. Why am I addicted to rock bottom? Because in that moment, ladies and gentlemen, my boys and girls, my beautiful, wonderful, you know, crewmates sleeping in a closet, being half naked, being disheveled, looking and watching sex in the city for those, you know, more than 16 hours of my life straight through only to get up to maybe eat, use the restroom, but not even take a shower. And now I have gunk inside my fucking teeth. That's rock bottom. And then to add insult to injury, because I had a relapse of my gambling, I, instead of having enough money to reach me to the end of the year, I'm like, holy shit, will I be able to afford a a sandwich later this week? Why am I addicted to hitting rock bottom? There's these tropes. I mean, I've been hitting rock bottom my entire life, sleeping under dumpsters, Sleeping in cars, getting fired from jobs, getting to major car accidents where someone sued me for a million dollars. These are things where rock bottom. Rock bottom is where you basically lose everything and you have no other choice but to step up so therefore you can survive, right? Surviving as in pay rent, surviving as in being able to live, surviving as in the ability to say, hey, I have a place to sleep tonight, right? You lose everything and you're able to find a way to push through that rock bottom. And I've done that multiple times in my life and I'm fucking addicted to it. I'm addicted to it to losing everything and figuring out what can I do so that way I can survive another day. And the reason why I think about that and I think like, okay, I'll be okay because there's there's always a way to make money and I'll figure it out even though I don't know if I'm going to be able to purchase a sandwich later this week is because there's two set of tropes that I think people think about when they think about hitting rock bottom and that is number one. Number one, the trope of in acts of desperation, the most amazing humans do the greatest of things. Again, I repeat, in acts of desperation, the most amazing humans do the greatest of things. So, I mean, a little egotistical here and a little narcissistic here, but I think that I'm pretty fucking amazing, okay? At least because I'm able to hit rock bottom and I've and I've been able to survive. I'm not the greatest person, but I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough to do great things, right? I mean, listen, I'm a, a, you. I'm fucking narcissistic and conceited. I'm doing an audio-only audio solo episode. I I love hearing the sound of my own voice. I'm gonna admit it. So, in acts of desperation, the. Most amazing humans do the greatest of things. And then the other trope when you hit rock bottom is always this. If you want to have a transformative epiphany, if you want your life to suddenly change, if you want to have new ideas, if you want to be able to figure out your priorities and change it for the better, you have to hit rock bottom. As they say, sometimes you need to hit rock bottom to humble yourself and figure out who you truly are. And every time I hit rock bottom, it's like, you know, uh, it's a rebirth for me. I am I'm, I'm plunging out of life's uterus. I am new. It's like Happy New Year, New Year's resolutions, like the beginning of a new week. I feel fucking refreshed. There's this dopamine, endorphins. There's this challenge that's going on. But the fucking issue with all of that is I'm not... Thriving. There is absolutely no consistency of uh, the pursuit of um, a well-balanced life. I'm addicted to hitting rock bottom, and I'm trying to figure out like why am I addicted to it? Why am I addicted to losing everything? Why do I like? I hate losing everything, but I am losing everything. Like again, I had money that could last me to the end of the year, and now I am basically uh, scavenging for for opportunities that again that I don't want to do because of my fucking gabbling gambling habits. I mean, I'll be fine if you're listening and and you're like my employee or whatever. don't worry i I have things already like lined up because you know, uh, throughout the week, I was like, holy shit. Uh, so the, the, all that money is like coming and slowly, but I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm fucking tired, dude. I, I am tired. I'm tired of like always working all the time just so therefore I can survive because of my own personal actions hitting rock bottom for me. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm usually hitting rock bottom, not because of like some supernatural fucking event in life. It's all because of my own actions. It is my responsibility. You know, every horrible thing that has happened into my life is because of my fault. It's because of what I've done. And so I was trying to figure out like, where does this addiction of hitting rock bottom come from? And I've been taking like, like, like Amounts of like, okay, let's take a a bigger step back. Let's take a bigger step back. Let's take a bigger step back. When do I usually get to a point where I go, fuck it. Let's lose everything. Let's destroy my life. Let's sabotage my life. So therefore, I have to start anew. And it came to being, I usually love self-sabotaging myself. I, I, I love hitting rock bottom when... When my life is going perfectly well, like everything was going well. I, I received that six figure deal. Like I just said, and they're going to pay an enormous amounts of money. I mean, for me, it is six figures in about like a month and a half from now. And, um, and yet, and they paid me some of it. And yet for some odd reason I go, let's just lose everything. Let's struggle for this next month and a half. Let's struggle and see if I'll be able to survive till the end of the year. And it happens when I'm on the top of my game, when everything is going absolutely well. I get promoted to a new job. I'm leading a team of like 12. People are congratulating me, and the first thing that I do is I go to the casino and I gamble everything away. I have all of this money, I'm investing it, I'm starting a business and uh, things are looking good and then suddenly, you know what, let's go to the casino and again, keep on going to the ATM and then losing it. And when I lose it, for, I'm just like, Ugh, let's start over and I figured it out. It's because I don't think that I deserve accolades. I don't feel as if I deserve these rewards. I don't think I'm good enough or worthy enough for these great opportunities that are headed my way. It could be a factor of things. It could be, you know, because my father, you know, always physically abused me all the time and saying that I was worthless, or it could be like imposter syndrome or it could be, frankly, just a massive insecurity that, I, that I'm that i not good enough. Or to push it even further, maybe it's the pressure that now that I have all these great things that I'm supposed to do something with it, but instead I say fuck it and I throw it away and I start from ground zero and I'm tired of it because I want to thrive. And so i think to been thinking, okay, this past weekend, and this is the first time that I've ever done it because usually I go, what am I doing with my life? But instead it's how do I figure out how to deal with this addiction of, of hitting rock bottom, which then goes to the bigger question of how do I begin to love myself? Where does this self-love come from? And self-love comes from when you feel at the moment that what you're doing is purposeful to you you know that the actions that you're taking feels as if like you have purpose that you're that you're 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 running or you're doing your hobby or whatever that action may be and you're like this is what i'm supposed to be doing that to me is self love looking in the mirror and saying, "God damn it, you're cute." For me, self love is productivity. And so, I was like, "Okay, what are the things? What are the things in my life that I love doing without the expectations of any reward?" And I was like, "Okay, what? Are, what is it? What is it? What is it?" And so, I drove to San Diego uh, to see my mom and my brothers, and that is the microphone that I'm using because this microphone is my brothers, and it sounds so good, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this audio-only solo bonus episode because it sounds so good. And I am here, and I saw the piano, my, the grand piano, and I lifted out the keys, and I started playing. And when I did, everything around me just, like, was gone. Like, everything around me did not exist anymore. I was like, oh, my God. I really love playing the piano. I'm not here performing for my mom. I'm not here performing for my brothers. I'm not here performing for anybody, but I'm here performing for myself. And this feels so good. I feel productive at this moment. I feel as if I am made to play the piano. I, while I'm playing the piano, feel as if I'm doing something purposeful. But I can't afford a piano. I can't fucking afford a piano. So I'm like, okay, okay, you know, we'll we'll get to that. That's kind of the goal. That's the goal that I, where I'm headed to to at a point where I can purchase a keyboard at home and I can just play whenever I want to play. Okay. You know, playing the piano reminds me back when I was fifteen years old. Um, there was a moment where it was another day. And my father, he came home, and the night before, I got really angry in my room, and I took a knife, and I threw it, and it hit a wall, and it made a dent in the wall, and I was like, fuck, my dad's going to hurt me, fuck. And so I went in the garage, I was looking for paint, so therefore I can paint the wall, and I arrive back in my bedroom, and I take the paint can, and in frustration, I throw it down, and it bounces, and it makes a deeper hole, like uh like someone took a sledgehammer and just pounded the wall until it made a perfect circle over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, no. And my anxiety built up and my mania built up and my PTSD built up. And I began to cry and I opened up the paint can and it just started like throwing paint and newspaper inside the wall to fill it up. So therefore, it kind of could seem like as if there was no hole, but it was obvious paint all over my hands paint all over the carpet paint all over my bed sheets I'm like oh no so I go okay okay Jonathan everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine take a long shower take out the paint I close my door and I pray to Jesus Christ himself that my father will not be entering my room I go up to calm myself I'm playing the piano and then my father arrives home And of course, God willing, he enters my bedroom and all I hear is, oh, my God, Jonathan, get in here. I walk out. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I know. As soon as I enter the room, he grabs me by the throat and he throws me down on the carpet. He grabs my hair. He hits me against the top of my head because he doesn't want to bruise my face. He just wants to bruise everywhere where people can't see. So like neck down, heads. And he goes, why did you fucking do this? What's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I got really angry because I threw a knife. He's like, why do you get angry like this? Why do you do this? And then he hits me again like on my shoulder and then he takes his hand and then he punches me in the stomach and he goes, when I'm angry, do you see me destroy things? And I'm like so confused because I get, like, I guess like I'm not a I guess, like, I'm not a thing. I'm a human. He destroys humans. I'm so fucking confused. Crying, going everywhere, being punched. And then he leaves. And the thing that I remember, guys, is the way that I calmed myself down for that entire week is thankfully he left because he decided to go to work is every day I would just go on the piano it would be like my safe space and I would play for like two three hours a day and every time I played I would like be smiling or crying or uh, whenever I felt stress. and that would continue whenever I felt pressure or stressed out in college or in a relationship if there was a piano I would just sit down and I would play and I would get lost because I felt purpose I felt productive okay and I was like okay what what else what else what else makes me feel productive? What else makes me feel as if I deserve to live for a second? And then it hit me. I was like, oh my God. Many of the happiest moments of my life for the past decade is when I'm making YouTube videos for myself. Not for anybody else. I Yes, for my job, I film digital online commercials i scripted i directed what i love directing but i have to fucking edit and i hate editing for other people but it's fine and you know working for others but when i'm truly just making a youtube video for myself not for you know views just for myself not structuring a story for a viral piece or making shock content for the sake of shock content Specifically, just sitting down, turning on my camera, and just filming the first thing that comes into my mind and then putting it a story together with that. Oh my god, it feels so good. And I haven't posted or edited a video or done anything for a year. And to make matters, I think, even, not worse, but to even think about it further, I don't think I've posted anything on my YouTube channel um, that... I didn't come in with any like preconceived ideation of a story or of um, a format that I think would get a lot of views. I just I, I I cannot remember a time where I just sat down and just filmed for the sake of filming for the purpose to entertain myself. I mean, there's this there's this book called Big Magic, where she says that in retrospect if you do your art for yourself first in reality it's going to get relate- relatability because it's so genuine and authentic that you're doing it for yourself that it will eventually you know grab an audience and she's absolutely right i forget who wrote this book if she did, the same author did eat pray love um but yeah so the last time that i truly remember this was back in 2015 and 2016 even, but in 2015, and a little bit 2017, but in 2015, I remember this clearly where I was Uber driving, and I got myself a Canon S100 camera, and I put it down on my dashboard because I wanted to like film passengers because it was really fun. Like We were always conversing, having a great time, and one day I said, you know what? I really want to do carpool karaoke. I really want to do carpool karaoke, and I thought that um, doing Demi Lovato's Cool By The Summer, I think the song is called, would be a hit smash, but no one really knew the song, but everybody knew the lyrics and the song to The Weeknd's I Can't Feel My Face. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. I can't fucking sing, so don't record me. But I turn on the camera, and for 30 days straight, I just film Passengers and I singing the song I can't feel my face by the weekend. And then I took that footage with the help of my brother and we made a, a really cool YouTube video, which to this day I watch and it like just puts a major fucking smile on my face because I remember the journey of that. It's just my creative thought process at the moment going full throttle. Nothing in the world matter. Granted, probably I had bills to pay Granted, I was probably stressed out because I didn't know how I would kind of, like, support myself. But, you know, it didn't matter because I was doing something I thought just out of the love of my own heart. It was strictly—it felt purposeful. It was for me. And when I was done with it, when it was done, holy fucking shit, it went completely viral. Like a million views in a couple of days. It had— over 50 million views on different facebook platforms i got on the news and then also the weekend invited me out to toronto to see him in concert and it was amazing it was like one of those like most amazing experiences of my life because i was creating something just for me and granted the video itself got taken down because of copyright but that like led the opportunity to do carpool karaoke with the Chainsmokers and make another video to the song uptown funk it was just for me, there was no pressure. It was just, again, purpose, self-love. And I haven't done that in a while. And I was like, wait a second. What's going on with me? Why am I not doing that? My channel was, used to be called Do Good Jonathan. And so I wrote in my notebook, okay, piano. All right, piano making my own YouTube videos without any sort of like preconceived ideation of what I want to create. I'm just creating for the sake of creating for myself. And then what is the other thing that makes me happy? Oh, my God, podcasting, of course. I mean, podcasting in a sense, like, with the co-host, it's fun. Like, with the co-host, it's fun. But again, like I said, there's, like, the talking points, and so making the clips can kind of be arduous. And I'm trying to find a balance of where... When I'm doing the podcast, I'm not thinking of anything and we're just talking and we're here to give each other value. And I was like, wait a second. I started podcasting when I was seven years old. I found my father's tape recorder and I sat down with my brother and sister and we talked for about an hour and then we played the fucking Recording in the car, and of course, my father turned it off in the first 10 seconds because, in the first 10 seconds, I was just screaming, like, ah, I don't know, I don't know why I did that, but and he's like, oh, that's a horrible sound. And then, when I was in high school, I did two episodes, I bought myself a mixer, and uh, there was this guy named Matthew, he's a nerd, and we wanted to do a podcast about film. And uh, that only lasted for two episodes Then in college I did The Garano Show Hello, 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 hello And welcome to The Garano Show Last night I had sex with my girlfriend that, That's how the show started for episode number one And I think I did three episodes and then it just faltered And then um, I started People With Careers I did 45 episodes and then I did Spill the Phu which, again, I think I did 56 episodes of that, and that was really fun. All of these things were great learning experiences, which brought me to this podcast, The Bottle Club. I have a better idea of how to podcast, and what I've come to realize is that when I turn on the microphone and I let kind of everything just spill out and let... Like, it's, it's it's not structured. Like, I know what I want to say, but I don't know what I'm going to say. When it has that kind of vibe to it, like this audio-only solo bonus episode, I find a sense of purpose, and I feel a little happier. And it's this, you know, productivity plus no pressure reviews plus wanting to give value to myself at that moment. I feel a sense of self-love. And I think I have to begin to do this more for myself, for self-love. So, therefore, I can say to myself, I deserve the rewards that are coming because I do love myself. So, therefore, I don't have to pressure myself to hit rock bottom because I am tired of losing everything. I am tired of not being able to really thrive in my career i am tired of not having the ability to have exponential fucking growth and so i kind of want to turn this back to you maybe right it's like you deserve everything that you're given because everything that you do i don't care where you come from or i mean there are some issues it's a gray matter but basically the premise is this you are at where you at usually because of what you have done and what you are receiving at that moment. Try to find a way to say, you know what? I did this. I deserve this. I deserve what's, what's this reward. I deserve what's coming at me right now. Just try to say that. Try to say, I fucking love myself because Hitting hitting rock bottom is something that you don't have to do to, hump, to, to find humility. You don't have to destroy your life for a second. Me gambling, going out there, destroying my life for a second. I'm doing that as an excuse to not thrive. I'm doing that as an excuse to not love myself. I'm doing that as an excuse to say, Hey, um... I need to start at ground zero so therefore I can have humility and have a transformative life. You don't have to do that to yourself. What you can do is you could say, hey, listen. To find humility, I have to go back to the basics of the things that make me happy. The creations and the things that that are productive to me, that have absolutely no pressure of any sort of expectations that give me a sense of purpose. Granted, that takes a little bit of privilege because oftentimes, you know, to do those basic things, it does take time and money and because money equates to to freedom. But try to get to that point. And so I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, okay. Yes, I'm going to do everything I can to save up for a keyboard. But what I can do is I can open up my schedule and my time to do like more of like YouTube videos that I want to do. And of course, to make sure that I get to do more podcasting. Whenever I have the opportunity, like I saw this microphone in my brother's bedroom and I plugged into this laptop and I heard the voice and I was like, God damn, this microphone sounds so fucking sexy. And so here I am doing this audio only solo bonus episode. And I think that's kind of like the takeaway that I want to uh, bring to y'all right now, my beautiful and wonderful Crewmates. I mean, granted, this is supposed to be like a fucking comedy podcast, but every, I think like every time I fucking do an audio only solo bonus episode, I open parts of myself that I don't even like I thought I was going to do a story about how uh, people think that uh, I'm in the closet a lot, but I don't even want to talk about that. I I, I just want to talk about this right now. So, yeah, that's. You know, that's. I want to do a little stretch for a second for a second, though. You know, like, have you ever been in a situation, I don't know, for like those men out there where uh, you sit down for a long time and then you stand up and you're like, why do I have markings on my side of my thighs? And you realize the chair that you're sitting in has these little markings. And then it kind of makes you like feel a little bit uncomfortable because then you touch back and you're like, oh, my God, I have to do squats because my butt isn't, you know, plump enough. So therefore my thighs will be always hitting uh the weird ends of this chair. Because if I did enough squats if you think about it, right? And I think if every person does enough squats, then you'll be able to be in a position where you have like a little lift. What's that? What's that Kanye West song? I forget what it's called, but there's this woman that dances and she has she's been doing a lot of squats so she has a nice plump behind. And so when she lays down her like lower back doesn't even doesn't even um, hit the floor because her 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 behind because of the squats that she does kind of lifts her up. By the way, every time I see a per, like uh, a good looking person, the first thing I think about is not like ooh damn I want to be with them. It's like fuck I need to exercise, which gets me to a point where when you see uh, something of beauty, I think you should just go up regardless if they're a man or a woman and say hey. You know, I know that you worked really hard on this, so I'm going to fucking be like, God damn, you look good. You know, like, if a guy looks good, I'm like, yo, man, you really, you you deserve this compliment in my head. So I'm like, God, love your hair, man. Love what you did with your body. Love your arms. Love the pink tinct, uh, the, the, the tank top. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what's up with men sometimes. Like, I got a DM the other day, because I said I think my beautiful crewmates in one other episode, and someone's like, stop calling Us guys, beautiful. I was like, listen, bro. Beautiful is a gender-neutral term. And just because I say, what's up, my beautiful crewmates, doesn't mean I want to, like, fucking make out with you or give you a hickey, okay? I'm appreciating you. It's aesthetic. Leave it be. But anyway, um, I digress. Hopefully, this kind of, like, brings insight to where kind of, like, my head is going. Um, Again, I appreciate you if you're following on the Spotify um, if you're subscribed to the Apple Podcast, if you're roaming around the audio versions of this podcast. But if you, hey, listen, if you enjoy this, follow, follow. I mean, you can follow the Bottle Club on Instagram, of course, and the regular scheduled episodes are arriving August 19th, this Thursday, which I'm excited about because we have a new co host and we're just like ramping things up. We're, we're trying to understand each other's chemistry and the new logos and everything. But follow me on uh, Instagram too, Jonathan Garano. That's G A U R A N O, Jonathan, Jonathan Garano. Um, uh, and I, uh, and and thanks guys. I appreciate you. Uh, till next time, uh, Thursday it is. Talk to you soon. Peace.